I am Jimbo Paris, and you are listening to the Jimbo Paris Show. Welcome, I'm Jimbo Paris. Welcome to the Jimbo Paris Show. And today we have Tony Bradshaw. And basically, he is the author of The Millionaire Choice. And it's an amazing book. And let's see what he has to say. Hey, Jim, how are you doing today? Great, great. I love your setup. Looks good. Oh, thanks. Yeah, this is my trading station behind me. And then uh, I used to have a library, but we're looking at moving uh, to another house. So I've got my books all packed up right now. Excellent, excellent. So again, this show's about you. Let's get into the specifics here. So what is it that you do? Yeah, I do a couple of different things. One of the things I'm trying to do is do what I call a develop a citywide financial transformation system. The foundation of that really is, you know, my the millionaire choice, which is what I did when I was 25. I made a millionaire choice and created a millionaire plan. I believe anybody can become a millionaire. I've interviewed enough people from broke backgrounds, people with sixth grade educations that became multimillionaires, uh, people that were homeless at, at age 19, millionaires by age 30. And uh, so I really do believe anybody can become a millionaire in the United States, that is. Other countries, they face different hardships, but definitely in the United States. And so what my book teaches is that what I call the 10 keys of the millionaire foundational elements that I used uh, in my journey to become a millionaire. And, and a lot of guys teach you know, finance. Uh, a lot of the things are very similar. There's a lot of overlap. I think what makes me a little different is that I believe once you learn those things, you can predict when you're going to become a millionaire plus or minus one year. And so uh, for me, I, my plan carried me out about 15 years. I've met people that have done it as, as young as, uh, as soon as seven years. Um, what I typically find is between 10 and 20 years is the range that once people decides to go on this wealth journey, and then that component is part of what I call a citywide financial transformation system, which is a bigger picture vision of what I have, which I would love to see everybody in Nashville, Tennessee, my hometown, have a millionaire plan just like I did when I was 25. And so I'm banding together with a bunch of people, other financial teachers here in town, uh, trying to create a financial speakers network so we can shoulder that burden together. I don't think I can do that by myself. It's too big of a goal. But if I can get 30, 40, 50 different financial teachers in the local market to work together, then I believe we can accomplish that goal. And uh, some of these people have the same hearts that I do. They're just working individually. We're all doing our own things versus working together. And you know there's power in numbers, Jim. And uh, that's what I'm trying to do. Outside of that, man, I'm doing some coaching, business coaching, and some uh, what I call influencer coaching. I worked for a guy named Dave Ramsey for 15 years and helped his company through the digital transformation, uh, really become a digital company. Uh, he had been doing his business for about 10 years before I got there. And I kind of ushered in the digital age through that business for 15 years and then left there in 2016. How long have you actually been in this industry? Yeah, so I made my millionaire choice at 25, joined Dave Ramsey's team at age 30. And then did 15 years with him. Uh, went out to Salt Lake City for a short stint with another guy that had a similar mission to Dave. That was a uh, short-lived due to some uh, SEC involvement. So I was only out there. But that's where I got my vision for the millionaire choice was while I was in Salt Lake City in 2017. You know, it's one thing to do it for somebody else. It's another thing to do it for yourself. So started writing on my book in 2017 and then released it 2018. So doing this on my own has been through since about 2017. So that'd be about 20, you know, right around 20 years, 22 years. Can you kind of give the history a bit of your career, how you sort of 
began to adopt this mantle of being kind of the millionaire advisor in a way. I'll rewound the clock because everything we do in life, even down to our childhood, plays out mm -hmm. in some way in who we become and who we are. I started learning about that when I started learning about you know vocation. So uh, there's a wonderful guy named Dan Miller who was very instrumental in me leaving my previous career, which I was an engineer, mechanical engineer, manufacturing engineer. Once I started figuring out, and you know, this was like late night or mid 1990s, late 1990s, uh, the power of the internet and being able to manipulate data and send data all over the country. That's That was a very powerful thing for me. So that made me decide to leave behind engineering and move into the digital age. And so I learned how to program, you know, manipulate databases, build databases. I wouldn't say I was particularly good at it. I was you know, good enough to be able to switch careers and make something out of it. And I think my real gifting is more about just thinking out of the box and, and having a business mind. Problem solver, right? So engineers are problem solvers. So I have that skill. I like to find problems and solve them and make things better. So from there, that led me into Dave Ramsey's organization. For, you know, before that, I was already on the same alignment with Dave. I was an anti-debt guy uh, at mm -hmm. 25. Once once I realized I was broke and that was not a good life to live, I started transforming my finances. I started learning about money and very quickly realized that it doesn't take a lot of effort to really shift. You just, you have to make a mental shift and then you have to make a behavioral shift after that. Mm. And so what I did instead of spending all of my money uh, every week and going into debt every year, which fortunately I was only about $16,000 in debt before I woke up, I made a shift back the other direction and said, you know what? I'm going to live on a third of what I make. I'm going to pay off a debt with a third of what I make and I'm going to invest a third of what I make. And because of my situation, I was able to do that. It's a very simple model. I think uh, anybody probably under the age of about 23, 24 could probably do that. Once you shift into getting married, having kids, you know, your models shift a little bit. Your financial model has to shift. I didn't, I did not have a wife figured into my financial plan. That was uh, not part of the, for the formula for me. I didn't think that far ahead. Um, so she brought in about $20,000 in debt when we got married, started paying off that. Um, we had six kids. I didn't plan on having six kids. That was not part of my financial plan. I tried to talk my wife into using cloth diapers because I was, you know, money focused. I'm like, hey, we can save a lot of money if we use cloth diapers and not these disposables. And uh, she wasn't having it. So fortunately, I had wiser counsel in my life and they said, uh, don't use the cloth diapers, Tony. Do the, he said, I did cloth diapers. My boss said, I did cloth diapers. Don't do the cloth diapers. Pay the money. The disposables. So we did, but I did the money, the math on that. We spent about nine thousand dollars in diapers across six kids. I mean, yeah, it adds up, man. It was fifteen, about fifteen hundred bucks a kid. Now that was twenty, twenty years ago for most of the kids. You know, some of them about ten years ago. And uh, I don't know what diapers are costing these days with inflation, but I can't imagine. That was kind of the journey. And then at Dave's company, led some digital uh, stuff, digital business development, and had a lot of fun there. And then really, I hate to say it this way, but I really didn't learn a lot more financially during those fifteen years because. <laughs> there's a model that Dave teaches and I adopted that model. And then when I left Dave's, that's when I started expanding my own financial mind again. So I've got uh, in my book, if you've read it, uh, millionaire key number four is uh, get money smart. And uh, I believe you got to, you've got to, just like you learn math, English and science in school uh, from age, you know, if you go to school from K through 12, that's 12 years of school, 13 years of school, that is. Then you go off to college, you get four more, you get a master's degree, you get one or two, you get a doctorate, you get another one or two. And uh, just like you study, you have to study those subjects become masters of those subjects you have to think that way about money 
you have to think the same way because you have to become a student of money. If you want to learn how money works, you got to become a student of money. You got to learn how it works. And that means you can't just read one book. You know, a lot of people read Robert Kiyosaki's book, which is a great catalyst, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And that's a, that's a big one. Like when I have people on my show, they go, I was broke and I read Robert Kiyosaki's book and then I became rich. And they, they started working on that model. And uh, there's other people who, you know, didn't do as good of a job with that book. But, but a lot of the people I talked to used Robert Kiyosaki's book as a catalyst to shift their mind. And then after they shifted their mind, they shifted their behavior and I uh, started building wealth. But uh, that's, that's kind of the long and short. You know, I'm not a CF, I'm not a CFP certified financial planner. Uh, I'm not any of those things. I don't have any of those, those accolades. I'm just, I'm a planner. That's what I do. I did planning for manufacturing and engineering. I did a millionaire plan for myself. I've done millionaire plans for other people. And a wonderful thing happens I, when I see that psychologically with the people I help is when you put it in black and white and they see that plan, they go, oh, you know, I'm $30,000 in debt. You know, I got like 10 credit cards, the average debt of $3,000 on each one or more in some cases. And, you know, some of those credit cards got 24% interest. They don't see a way out. Most people don't have a vision. They don't have the capability of being a visionary. They can't create a new vision for their self. So they're stuck in their lifestyle. And the way I talk about it is being on a hamster wheel. Like it's like you're on a hamster wheel. You work, spend, work, spend, work, spend, work, spend. And you're just, you're there. You know, somebody might say a treadmill, but I like the hamster wheel because the little hamster is running really, really fast. Usually a lot faster than most of us run on the treadmill, right? And so they look frantic. That's the lifestyle that, that a lot of people are living today. And I was living that lifestyle. I, I had a little bit of, you know, I wasn't that tight yet. I didn't get myself in too much trouble. But that's the lifestyle that we live and, and grow in. And I've got some family members that are living that lifestyle today, you know, uh, even though I'm on the journey to become even more wealthier than I am, my family members did not come along on that journey with me. And that, that's, that's a sad thing. There's not a whole lot I can do about that one. Yeah, you know, so I was doing a bit of research on you and the income of the neighborhood you grew up in was a bit different from what you were making now, from what I understood. Oh, yeah, it was definitely a, di a different lifestyle. Uh, some of the things I've even forgotten, I've remembered a few more of those in the recent days, you know, when I wrote, wrote my book. Um, it wasn't uncommon for us to have our water cut off. You know, I think it was pretty much an annual occurrence, you know, and, uh, and it's because parents ran out of money. They couldn't pay the bills. The water man would come out, shut the, the water off. I would go out. At first, my dad was doing it. When I got old enough, I would do it right and they use this tool called a water key you can pick them up at home depot or lowe's and it's just a piece of metal with another couple pieces of metal uh, welded to it at the end and a little handle at the top and uh, i would th pop open the water meter drop the little water key in there turn the meter on we could take showers you know we could wash dishes and uh, that works pretty well until they decide that, uh, hey, they turn the water back on. So the next time they come out, they put a padlock on it. And so hmm. they turn it off the first time they padlock it. And then I, I believe there's even at one point, I believe we had our meter taken out and had to, had to pay a large reconnection fee at that point. And so that was a lot more expensive to get those kinds of things done. You know, th that was pretty common. I didn't think much about it back then. But now being an adult, I'm like, you know, that's not a normal way of life. That's not normal. I didn't wear the, the nice clothes. You know, many of the pants I wore in school were, you know, several years older. You know, as a young guy, you grow a little faster. Sometimes you get gross spurts. I had one point, <laughs> I had to laugh about it because I was walking in the gym for a pep rally and uh, a couple of good looking girls uh, looked over at me, cute girls. And uh, I thought they were caught. They called out my name and I'm like, oh, getting some attention here, right? I turned my head. They asked me if I was expecting it to rain today. I'm pretty slow on the uptake, Jim. And so I looked over, kind of like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. And then I just kind of turned and kept going. And later, I'm like, oh, they were making fun of my pants because my pants were about two, three inches off my ankles. Of course, they they were a lot of the kids I was going to school with. We were in private school. My parents sacrificed. They they believed in giving us the best education they can afford, mm -hmm. faith-based education. And uh, so they sacrificed a lot for that. And uh, even though we were struggled financially, there were some 
trouble putting food on the table. Like I don't remember ever going hungry at all. Um, it was just things like that. And, you know, in our inside of our house, we weren't the best uh, housekeepers. Very disorganized and, and not to trash on my parents at all because we all have our problems and things. And when you look at where my parents grew up from, both of them came from broken homes. So they did mm-hmm. not have good models, you know, and I'm a big believer. It's a foundation like you can you can either build a foundation where your children after you can step on that foundation. And my parents gave me a much better foundation in life than they had. You know, my dad was out of school in ninth or 10th grade with his last year of education. He has trouble reading. He's very apprehensive about reading and he, he did not have a father figure in his life and was supporting himself pretty much at age nine, 10 years old, trying to survive. And, and, and that was his lifestyle, you know, not a lot of family support structure there. Uh, my mom was a little bit better, but she had a very dysfunctional family as well. So there wasn't a lot of uh, other than her mom. She didn't get support from siblings. It was a very dysfunctional fem- single family household. Um, even today, it's a weird thing. But, you know, weird families are all over the place. Right, Jimbo? Exactly. So kind of getting back to your to sort of your knowledge what are sort of your thoughts on things like personal finance? Yeah, so I think the biggest thing that you got to do that people need to do when they start, okay, I'm talking about starting to break free off that hamster wheel I mentioned because, you know, 70% of people, over 70% of people were living paycheck to paycheck before this incredible inflation that just hit. So I, it would not surprise me if you're looking at 80, 85% of people right now living paycheck to paycheck just because of the inflation and the gas prices and the food prices and everything else that's going on would not surprise me in the slightest. The first thing you got to do is you've got to develop a vision, right? So most people don't have a financial vision, so they just keep repeating the same things their parents did and their grandparents did before them and their great-grandparents did before them. So there's this cycle that kind of gets repeated in your family until you break it. I think I saw a quote, I can't remember who wrote it, but it says, if you don't have any millionaires in your family, be the first millionaire. And that's what I am. I'm a first-generation millionaire. I'm not a silver spoon, right? So I didn't get, I didn't inherit anything. In fact, most people who inherit money end up uh, losing it. The family loses that wealth. So it's once you get wealth, like I, like I've gotten, I now I've got to figure out how to get my kids to then also come along with their mindset and shift with me so they don't just lose it, right? So that's that's the cycle. And I don't have that figured out yet. I'm working on it. The first thing you got to do is shift that vision and you know, develop a vision. So if you're familiar with Dave Ramsey, Dave Ramsey is the best in the world at getting people in the game of finance. There is no second closest person uh, to Dave other than Robert Kiyosaki. I mean, I, I hear a lot of people, Robert. Robert's book is very international. I think Dave's probably a little bit stronger in the U.S. Um, for personal finance than Robert. I think Robert's more is strong in the U.S., but also stronger in international world as well. But Dave is giving people a vision because most people who are broke can't imagine a different way to live. So what they do is they go, I'm broke. This hurts. What can I do differently? And they find Dave Ramsey because Dave Ramsey is pretty much the most accessible guy and he's got the best platform. So what they do is they go, oh, Dave Ramsey says I can be debt free. And so that's the vision. You can be debt free. He's giving you a vision that's attainable for your mindset and where you're at. If you're broke and struggling and you can't pay your bills, you can't imagine being a millionaire. That's difficult to imagine being a millionaire. That's a big vision. Like how how can you go from being broke and not paying your bills and borrowing money to being a millionaire? That's a big jump. But 
they can jump, make a smaller step, and that's a baby step. That's why Dave calls them the baby steps. And they jump into, uh, you know, this vision of being debt free. And along the way, they learn something. For me, what I'm trying to do is to get people a vision of becoming a millionaire. If they latch onto a millionaire mindset, they will eventually be a multimillionaire. But I can't tell them that because it's the vision's too big. You can't go from, it's very difficult to go from being broke to imagining you can be debt free. It's even harder to believe you can be a millionaire. It's even harder to believe you can be a multimillionaire. So the millionaire threshold for me is the lowest boundary to wealth. And I, and I realize that interesting things happens to people, Jimbo, on this on this journey. And it's the same thing that happened to me. Once I believed I could be a millionaire, my mind started working on that problem. It figured out, figured out how to do it. And then it got smarter over time and smarter over time. And it, and it produced it and I was able to hit my goal. Now, once I got closer to that millionaire status and once I broke through that millionaire status, then you ask the question, what's next? So, and it's a very different, it's a little bit different to go from being a millionaire to being a multimillionaire because your mind has shifted and you're moving in a different direction. You're moving at a higher rate. So like for me, probably have been stuck in a millionaire mindset, not a multimillionaire mindset for a while, even though I've been a millionaire now for a decade, I've made more wealth uh, and I am, you know, my net worth is higher than a million dollars. I wouldn't say that I've shifted to the next level of thinking until more recently where I'm going, okay, what's it look like to get to 10 million? What's it look like to get to a hundred million? And, and you're talking talking about doing that in one generation to go from, hey, here's a broke person at 25 to somebody who's mentally capable of developing a $100 million net worth. And the reason I say that is because I've got some friends now that I've associated with that went from broke lifestyle families similar to mine that are now net worth at 25 or 25 to $50 million. And they're only like 33 years old. So think about that. So it took me till 40. These other guys I'm meeting are doing it by 30, 35 years old, and they're developing much more wealth. And they used a different formula, right? And that's, that's perfectly fine. Everybody's got their own journey. We're just here to inspire people to do it. So that's the biggest thing on the, the front is you, you got to shift your vision and your belief, like what you can believe. Then after you do that, you have to acquire knowledge. Hmm. right inside of that character too so the first millionaire key i have is not about money it's about character you have to develop strong character to build and keep wealth you have to develop strong character and the reason for that is there's plenty of rich people who lost it all they made bad habits and there's a lot other bad habits than just character but um you know the fastest way you can lose half your wealth the answer is divorce you can screw your marriage up um but that's develop strong character the second one doesn't have anything to do with money either it's called maximize uh your time your most precious asset is your time so that those are two of the first keys, um, and those are found what I call foundational. And then you get into getting money smart. So we went from vision to character, time, and then you get educated, right? We talked about that earlier. You can then put your plan together. Now I've got mostly real estate, probably uh, maybe 80%, 90% of my assets are in real estate now. How do you sort of encourage people to kind of make their millionaire choice and also kind of create their millionaire plan. Can you kind of explain how all that works? Yeah. So if you, if somebody listens to my show, it's a very simple show. It's called, um, you know, the millionaire choice show where we talk to millionaires and future millionaires about how to build wealth, what to do with it once you have it, because wealth has a purpose. And so I try to help people develop a purpose behind their wealth. I didn't have a purpose behind my wealth. Well, I did, I did actually when I was developing it, basically to live life however I wanted to. My initial plan was to be a millionaire at 40 and then live off my investments and spend off about 10% interest a year. For me to get started on the journey, that was enough. What I try to do with my interviews is I try to share other people's stories. And I love the stories that are so ridiculous. Uh, one of the lies people tell themselves is rich people are bad, so I don't want to be rich because I don't want to be a bad person. 
the reality is you're not, if you're a good person you're going you're going to be good with money if you're a bad person you're going to be bad you have to make sure you know check your heart and you know keep on track the love of money is the root of all evil you can love the wrong things but i love what money can allows me to do i don't love money itself so and, and money allows me to enjoy life more to help more people in need when you have money you can do those things so that's what I try to inspire people with. You know, money's not it's just a tool like any other tool. You know, if you got if you've ever hammered anything, hammered a nail, it's the same thing. That's what money is. You just got to use the tool properly, learn how to hammer better, you know, and uh, so you want to learn how to build wealth and and manage your money better. The millionaire plan, Jimbo, is it's basically got a couple components to it. You got to have a debt component, right? So you got to most people have debt. So you got to go, okay, what's my debt plan? How am I am I going to use debt? Am I not going to use debt? Am I going to get out of debt? You have to have an income plan, right? So don't get stuck making the same money for the rest of your life unless you're making really good money. But like for me, I was making 39 grand my first year out of college and I was making more than my mom. I think my mom was making 40 or 35,000. So I was making 39, she made 35. I'm like, man, boom, man, I'm a, I've arrived. You know, my mom's been at this game for, for 20 plus years. I just got into the game as an adult. I made five grand, four grand more than my mom. I'm on top of the world, right? That's what I thought mentally. What I didn't realize because of the, the upbringing that I had and the family I came from is that I could make $100,000 a year as a person. You can increase your income. You just have to think about how to do it. It's another one of those things where you, have, you put your mind onto a problem. You go, okay, what skills do I have? What skills do I develop? And they call them marketable skills, right? So what marketable skills do I have? But you got your income plan, your debt plan. Then you need your, how do you multiply your money? Your investing plan. So how am I going to invest my money to actually multiply it? Because that's the principle that most people aren't doing, right? Their budgets are going out into living expenses and into toys or, you know, vacations, but all their money's flowing away from them. You've got to create a mechanism that allows money to flow back to you. Right now, we kind of live in a very crazy economic climate. What do you see happening? If you know what you're doing in the financial sector and you learn and you got money smart, you can make money. Whether the season's good or bad, you can make money. It might be a little bit harder, but you can still make money. I think the biggest thing right now that people need to pay attention to, that there's a, a high prediction of food shortages. So food, food prices are up. I think some people say 30 40% right now. I would start stocking up on food. If you want to learn more about that, your listeners want to learn more about that, um, there's some videos out there from Jordan Peterson. Uh, I just saw one from him talking about it. There's a lot of people out there talking about this stuff. Um, the way I explain that is usually there are problems with food distribution in in areas. Like, so you might have if if you have uh, food distribution problems or or growth problems in in America, then you know over in Ukraine or Europe or Africa, there's not a problem. So you can kind of move food around the world, right? It's inter it's interchangeable. Maybe you pay a little bit more for it, but but move, food moves around the world. It's a system, right? It's a global system of food distribution, right? What's happening right now is there's food issues in all of those areas. And so I would encourage you to learn a little bit more about it. Uh, that it, I believe it's very much an engineered occurrence. I don't believe it's a natural occurrence. All right. Well, you know, this has been an excellent interview. You've definitely given a lot of information. And, you know, I hope you like this interview just as much as I did. So, yeah, uh, if there's any final words you'd like to kind of deliver to the audience. Take time to get money smart, guys. Uh, invest in yourself. That's the best way to say it. Your, your time of learning is investing in yourself. The more you invest in yourself, the better off your life's going to be. Uh, whether you're investing in your marriage, you know, I've got six kids. 
uh, I have to learn how to parent my kids better, right? So I have to learn and study how to parent kids uh, in a better way. Any of those things that you want in life to make your life more fulfilled, invest in yourself and, you know, maximize your time. You know, I, one thing I don't do, Jim, we didn't talk about this. The average American spends 120 hours a month watching television or videos. Those kinds of things are not investing in yourself. That's entertainment. It goes nowhere. And just like your money can appreciate and bring value back to you, like through investments, your time is the same thing. So the more of your time that you put out there into things that return investment and dividends back to you, the better your life's going to be, whether that's investing in your marriage so that it comes back, investing in your kids so it comes back, investing in your health. You know, I neglected my health for a while. I paid a price. Now I'm investing in my health again. I'm getting healthier. You know, that comes down to eating and exercise and things like that. But you got to, you, you know, rewire your mind to do that and, and develop a vision for your future. If you can't develop one and you need help, uh, feel free to jump on a call with me. I, I give a one hour free call away every day to anybody that wants to book time with me. You can find me at the Millionaire Choice, millionairechoice.com, and uh, get on my calendar. I'll be glad to talk to anybody that wants to. Okay, great. All right. Well, thanks again, Tony. So we're just going to do a quick little shout out here. So the first thing we're going to talk about now is going to be Judy Ryan. She is the CEO of LifeWorks Systems. She's our affiliate and collaborative partner. And basically what she does is she helps to improve the HR infrastructure in your business and create a more collegial environment. And then sort of the next thing we'd like to get into sort of is our YouTube channel. Subscribe now. We're growing in subscribers now, so keep subscribing to us. Next thing is our Roku channel. We're available on Roku TV, so check us out there as well, too. All right. I'm Jimbo Paris. This is the Jimbo Paris Show. Thank you for listening to the Jimbo Paris Show. 